Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Mustana Nazarian, an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. Uh, Mastena has been experimenting with um, a new variant on Alexander Technique directing, and we're going to talk a little bit about what inspired her to do that and what she's come up with from that. Uh, Mastena, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Robert. Well, and it's a it's a it's always a pleasure talking to you. This is probably our fourth or fifth conversation, right? Um, you uh, mentioned that you had read something in Pedro de la Contra's books, one of his books, both of his books, and that's what got you started on this. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. Uh, Pedro and I met in uh, Brisbane, Australia. I think it was back in 1999. Mm-hmm. And then uh, recently, last year, uh, he came for a visit to my training school. I was in uh, just finishing up my training here in Melbourne. And uh, so there was a week of lessons and workshops and uh, very quite engaging work that he does, if anyone has had the opportunity to work with him. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a side, I've also been uh, doing Skype coaching with him that I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was doing uh, private lessons, 15-minute turns with students, and then uh, group workshops. Uh, He's a fantastic group workshop uh, uh, facilitator for anyone who's learning to, wanting to learn more about how to teach the Alexander Technique or aspects of the technique, both to musicians and Mm non-musicians in the group setting. Mm -hmm. Um, I highly suggest that you seek him out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, he introduced something in his lessons, which he called the simplified skeleton. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's prominent in his new version of his book, Indirect Procedures, and also in his uh, the one before that, Integrated Practice. Um, so I'll just read a couple of sentences, very short sentences from where he introduces this in his book. Mm-hmm. The simplified skeleton is a practical way for you to sense yourself in action. I offer it not as an anatomical and physiological construct, but as a tool that is used even if some of its features features might seem vague and ambiguous to the scientifically minded. So... It's basically a practical tool that you can use to um, sharpen your kinesthetic sense. Mm-hmm. And that's how I've been using it. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the, the, the first week, uh, well, the week that he was here, uh, I started sort of seeing him in lessons with other uh, sort of public lessons in the school with other trainees. And uh, he introduced it almost to everyone. He would Mm -hmm. go up to the skeleton and he would say um, the following. The neck belongs to the spine. The shoulders belong to the back. The pelvis belongs to the spine. Mm -hmm. And And then from that, other stuff would come up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was uh, a very sort of kind of simple and fresh approach. And I started experimenting that with myself. So I would say to myself, um, the neck belongs to the spine. And I would immediately become aware of where my, how I was actually uh, holding my neck. Mm-hmm. I would immediately, immediately become aware of the tightening of my head back and down. Mm-hmm. So what, before I would give that direction, those directions, I would have probably been um, marrying the neck to the head. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so, so creating un- unnecessary, a lot or a little, it doesn't matter how much, compression between the head and neck joint. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say the neck belongs to the spine. So that the head has uh, improved options for movement and mm-hmm. ease of movement. And then I would say, okay, okay, let's try it let the neck be free and it just wouldn't work as well mm-hmm. it was just unbelievable how how much this sort of neutral way of directing uh was was more uh was just was just working for me yeah well of course a saying uh, letting i'm going to let my neck be free uh which is a pretty classic alexander direction does have this fundamental problem that it assumes you know how to do it <laughs> I mean that's where that's where you know negative directions really uh yeah. help out. And I, I guess when you're saying I'm I'm just thinking as we're talking when you 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 affirm that you're saying my my neck belongs to my spine you're really just affirming the reality of the situation. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean the neck is just a, a is a mental construct. It's it's it is part of the spine, right? I mean, it's the last seven vertebrae. So, uh, so you're so it sounds like it's you affirming to yourself something about the reality of your structure. Yeah. Yeah. And so how, the, the sec- yeah. Go ahead. Well, how about the second one? That was shoulders. Say that one again. The shoulders belong to the back. Mm-hmm. So. I would notice myself, uh, or I just noticed myself that just semi-second ago, uh, holding the weight of my head using my shoulder muscles, mm-hmm. or the or the big big movers of my my back, as it were, mm-hmm. and and pulling my shoulders towards each other, mm-hmm. uh, as in the shoulder girdle front and back and sides mm-hmm. and uh, so the shoulders belong to the back reaffirms the first part and also um, creates more space in the back so I suppose lengthening and widening maybe mm-hmm. um, and but- by and what, what what's your interpretation of what back means in this case um what my imputation it's it's a starting point that's uh sort of three dimension multi dimensional mm-hmm. um, but from my experience with aikido and playing the guitar and um, lots of different daily activities 
I'm becoming a firm believer that when Alexander used uh, let the back lengthen and widen, mm-hmm. uh, it just there's something really, really rich about how the the back part of our torso responds to our nervous system. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one of my beloved teachers, Kathy Madden, one time introduced the idea that maybe he couldn't say body because that was a sort of a Victorian kind of connotations that it was kind of, you couldn't say body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could barely <laughs> say legs. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but. The, the more I work on it, work on it for myself, from a, from I suppose a personal ex- experience of it, um, back seems mm-hmm. to be kind of a powerful mm-hmm. way into the nervous system, because also as a you know whether someone is got the body image issues, if you if you start talking about their whole torso and the front and sternum mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Uh, I think it goes more into the emotional center unnecessarily, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if I say the shoulders belong to the back, it seems to affect the arms and the front and the pelvic area as well, but indirectly. Um, so, so maybe if if someone didn't have those kind of issues you were talking about, yeah. you, you could say um, shoulders belong to your torso. Maybe yes. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's to be worth exploring. But what maybe what you're saying is that yeah, that that raises a little can of worms for some people. So why not mm-hmm. uh, connect it to the back, which which is going to amount to to a certain yeah. extent the same thing, but it's going to avoid the pitfalls. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll maybe in a moment I'll. I'll I'll sort of introduce a, another reason why I think these directions work for me. Okay. And, well, let's do the third one. A pelvis. What was it? The pelvis belongs to the spine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I may be walking across the room and uh, habitually I'm moving my legs mm-hmm. from, from my pelvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than from the joints of the leg that respond into the pelvis. Mm-hmm. So by by asserting the fact that the pelvis actually is connected to the tail, mm-hmm. um, it creates more options and more freedom for the movement of the leg. Mm-hmm. And, so it's, uh, it's affirming an, a reality there as well, right? Yeah, and also the, I'll just go back to the the shoulders belong to the back. It's affirming a reality, and it then it allows more mobility and stability in the use of the arms. And I think what's fantastic about this uh, simplified skeleton, and again he says it's a the practical way for you to sense yourself in action, is that being a musician, I've with quite a lot of practice of the simplified skeleton directions, I suppose. That's how they sort of assert themselves for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to do it sort of quite quickly. Mm-hmm. And 
see improvement in my attention, in my breathing, in uh, in uh, overcoming my habitual patterns quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you've you've come up with a name for the this what was it neutral directions? Is that what you referred to it as? This yeah, process? I mean yeah. that's your your term, right? Uh, yeah, that's my term. <laughs> well, well, you got to get credit for that. I mean that might, um, you know, as 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 we were talking earlier before the podcast, and we're talking in September, uh, October. 2013 um there this is an astonishingly fertile period for um innovations in alexander technique uh i guess you could call it self-directing technology i mean there have been just the most amazing developments in the last four or five years and in particular i would say in the last year and right. this, um, you know, this um, could be one of those. Uh, it's it's like there's a whole new, whole new choice of ways to self-direct that I think pretty much all are superior in one way or another to more classic versions, which mm. which I think are are were great for their time. Um, mm. They help people a lot, but they have mm. serious uh, internal limitations. And mm. um, I think we're we're learning how to overcome those. And in the process, it seems to me that we're getting simpler and simpler and more effective yeah. at the same yeah. time. It is really, yeah. we are in a, a, the most amazing period of, yeah. Until the next amazing period, who knows what that's <laughs> going to be? Yeah, so, I actually have a have a haiku version of the of these. Uh, oh, go for it! Go for it! Uh, can yeah. you? So um, let me just get. Would your listeners mind if I get my haiku in front of me? No, just I think you should second. have it right there. Okay, just a second. And uh, I'll I'll fill up the airspace by just saying that I'm speaking with. Mastena Nazarian, teacher in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and we're discussing uh, a whole new development in Alexander Technique Directing. You back? Yes, I'm back. Excellent. Haiku time. Haiku time. So, uh, neck belongs to spine, shoulders belong to the back, hips belong to spine. So, I just sort of made it into a 575 a haiku there. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, for better or worse, I, I suffer from uh, periodic bouts of insomnia. So I do the very long version when I'm um, sort of trying to settle myself and get a little bit more rest, um, which we've had perhaps are running out of time to no, talk about got now. To do the long version and then we'll, we'll the bring it to okay. <laughs> do, do, Give us All the right. long version. And sometimes I practice it. I, I live in an apartment, so sometimes I practice it walking up uh, three flights of stairs uh-huh. uh, with a lot of groceries. And so I start with the, the very basic think up along the spine. The neck belongs to the spine so that the head is poised on top of the spine. The shoulders belong to the back. And the hips belong to the spine. And then with the shoulders and the hip part, I might have a a thought or an image of um, 
the glenohumeral area and the hip joint socket. Mm. And uh, so the other thing I was going to say is that the neck, the connection of the shoulders to the back and uh, the connection of the pelvis to the back are the three of the very fascia-rich areas in the human skeleton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like the, the almost the power centers and also the proprioceptive uh, pre- centers. And uh, so I think that's probably why my nervous system responds to the simplified skeleton so clearly and mm-hmm. um, so effectively over 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 and over again my my nervous system doesn't seem to want to get tired of this one mm-hmm. um, well you know that's the and that's also true of all of these new alexander develop um direction mm-hmm. ideas they they don't seem they 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 seem like they're very easy to use and pleasant to use and we don't people don't get tired of them mm. which is yeah. uh, anyway well maybe we should end on this um and i can well imagine we might have a a follow up conversation to this at some point yeah because um, it works extremely well with the center of gravity <laughs> i would think it would absolutely so we may come back to this but uh, so to, so my guest has been uh, Mastena Nazarian, an Alexander Technique teacher in Melbourne, Australia. And uh, we're going to put a link to her website. And if you have any questions about what we've been talking about, you contact her. Um, we'll also put her. <laughs> I went right. I, I slipped that right by you there for a second, didn't I? And um, we'll also put. Um, a link to a website that has more information about the the Alexander technique. Mastana, thanks so much for this. Thank you very much, Robert.